You're listening to the Lux Life Discovered Podcast, where we talk with people who are living a lifestyle that reflects their passion, because we believe everyone should be living their best life, their Lux Life. The show is hosted by Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group, a premier national event planning company, and co-hosted by Shannon Richmond, the vice president of the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notifications of future episodes. The show is produced by 30A Media and is broadcast on your favorite podcast outlets, as well as YouTube, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TVs, and other major brand smart TVs. Hello, I'm Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group. Welcome to another episode of Lux Life Discovered. My co-host is Shannon Richmond with the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. Shannon, you ready for another great episode? Oh, yeah. No pressure here, but we've had some great different podcasts lately, yeah. some guests, so no pressure. <laughs> Our guest today is Dr. Robert Howard, and he is a great physician, but he's a great person, good friend, and he also has a new company that he's started in Kentucky and Nashville as well, I think, called Optimize You. Oh. So, Robert, welcome to the, to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Great to be here with you guys. Well, good. So, um, gosh, let's I, dive uh, right in. I know. Let's. Where do you want to start, uh-huh. Shannon? I want to start with the cryo. Okay. Do you want to start there, or do you want to tell us about Optimize You and start yeah, there, sure. and then cover so, all of that? Yeah, I'll kind of tell you a little bit about our company. So, uh, we are a unique type of wellness clinic, and we are uh, our Murray Clinic is one of thirteen clinics around the country. Uh, we specialize in hormone optimization. We also pri- provide athletic recovery services, peptide therapy, weight loss programs, and even programs to help people with their sexual health. Okay. So when someone wants to come in and mm-hmm. work with your, your company, what, what steps do they need to, to do? Okay. Like a, a, uh, as a, to come in as a client? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So usually um, people come in. Uh, and what they uh, they usually are reporting symptoms of such as just not feeling like their normal selves and maybe they notice a change over the past five years or so and they feel like something is off and of course as we age uh, we notice that we really don't have the vitality and youth that we used to have Uh, increasingly people want to recapture that and begin to feel more youthful and so we start looking at hormones we know that hormones are really vital to so many different organ systems as far as your metabolism goes, your sex drive goes, your moods, your sleep, um, your bone strength, your muscle strength. So it is vital to so many aspects in our lives. And so what we do, um, and I'll have to say our motto is normal is not optimal. So many people come to us feeling as though something's off. Maybe they can't put their finger on it, but they notice that maybe they're gaining weight, uh, their sex drive isn't what it used to be, and they want to make that better. So often when people uh, have their lab work done, uh, they might be in the low normal range on certain values. And they're often told by their primary practitioners that uh, everything looks fine, you're good to go. So what we do is we take a look at those labs, of course. We have people come in, do their lab work, and we sit down with them and we hear what's going on. And we try to remedy those symptoms, those issues that they're having in their life. And we look at those labs and figure out how we can optimize those. So we 
replenish and replace uh, hormones that have been lost over time and help people feel better. So we're basically in the business of treating hormone deficiencies and helping people feel better. So people come in for their lab work uh, with, and uh, there's no commitment really to the, anything else other than just getting your blood work done. And after that, we'll sit down with the patient and go over within their labs, come up with a curated plan that's really custom to them. And that might be improving their testosterone levels, for example, or it might be uh, progesterone or estradiol in women. Uh, women can actually take testosterone too, and it's actually, a, they get the same benefits as men. So we sit down with them and we come up with a plan. And uh, our, the way we work is sort of a concierge style practice. Uh, we have a, a really fun and relaxed environment. It's kind of unusual as compared to other medical clinics you might go to. Uh, we want people to come in and enjoy being here and participate in some of our recovery services as well, such as the cryotherapy, the or even compression therapy. You want to ask about the cryotherapy? Yeah, so the Shannon, cryotherapy... I know this is what Shannon wants to really find yeah. out about. So. Well, <laughs> well, I know it gets really okay. cold, and I'm just wondering how cold it gets yeah. and how long you can stay in, and don't you want to run out of it because it's so cold? Right. So, <laughs> Do you lock okay, us in? Is, uh, it's getting into... <laughs> We don't, we don't lock you in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is, in fact, very cold. Uh, it can get all the way down to uh, uh, 190 below. And, and so it's very cold. So it's, uh, the temperature can fluctuate a little bit depending on the type of cryo chamber. But it's very cold. And what, uh, as far as staying in there, uh, you stay in there for about three minutes. So we usually say, you, you know, put your headphones on, listen to your favorite song. By the time it's over, it's time to get out. And what it has to do is really sort of the, the cool, dry air that you're experiencing as opposed to getting in uh, a cold uh, bath or something like that. So it's the cool, dry air that causes uh, vasoconstriction of your blood vessels, and that pulls uh, blood away from your peripheral tissues into your core body. It's important to know it doesn't drop your core body temperature, though. Oh, um, that's what I was thinking. Cold, I was yeah. going to be freezing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you can actually you can actually check your temperature before and after you get out, and it's uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. That's it doesn't so didn't you think yeah. you were going to be freezing? Yeah. yeah, it just seems like yeah. you would. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's very cold, but most people will come out of it and say, "Well, I I thought it would be a lot colder or, or more uncomfortable." So it's it's that nice sort of dry air uh, that people experience in there. So it's as opposed to getting in the ice bath, for example, it's much more comfortable for people. And also they get the benefits of it's whole body cryotherapy. So some uh, some places may have it just kind of all the way up to the neck or so forth, but this is whole body cryotherapy. And some neat things about it are uh, there's some, and there's some great research on it as well, as far as uh, boosting your immune system. We know that uh, it's been shown to reduce the number of colds, for example, that one has in a year. Uh, there's some interesting data on treating migraines with it. Uh, we know that it helps to um, speed up your metabolism. I think people also like the fat loss benefits from it as far as uh, getting rid of cellulite. Uh, but in reducing inflammation is a key one also that I think people really enjoy from that experience. So how, um, how often can people go into that and have that kind of therapy? So you can use it pretty much as often as you want, uh, usually not. Uh, more than once a day. 
but you can you can use it really as much as you want. We have people that come in maybe two to three times a week or so for it. Uh, some people that come in once a week, and it really just kind of varies. Uh, there's really no limit, I guess you could say. We uh, we have the infrared sauna as well. So the only thing we ask is that you don't get in the sauna and then get in the cryotherapy because you're oh. going to be hot and sweaty. And then probably having icicles coming off of you by the time you grab the cryotherapy machine. Oh, so number one is um, that you see people going to have that service is the boost of the uh, immune system. Uh, I would say reducing inflammation is probably okay. one of the best things. So uh, a lot of our athletes really like it as far as uh, boosting their recovery time, reducing inflammation that they have tightness in their joints, for example, that's a, a one good recovery mechanism for it. Um, so, and kind of reducing aches and pains, I guess you could say as well. So do you so find that athletes like it? That's what I was, I was just wondering going. about your athletes, like how many, like this is, it's not portable. So they have to go to you. Cause I was thinking you'd be perfect for a marathon, put one of those out there. And after they run the marathon, mm -hmm. let them <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, so that would be pretty cool. You help a lot of the athletes with their aches and pains, correct? Because it takes the inflammation out. Right. How smart is it that? Just, yeah, mm -hmm. wow. And they, well, they also say it aids in recovery, decreases cramping, increases their performance. So it's just a good recovery tool for them. All right, like then what are the advantages of the infrared sauna? So, infrared sauna as opposed to getting in uh, a traditional sauna that just has dry heat. We have uh, deep penetrating infrared light. And what that does is to help increase blood flow to your muscles. And so this is uh, a great recovery tool, let's say uh, for someone that just completed a workout, keeps those muscles nice and hot, increases blood flow to those tissues. Okay, well, great. And what did you say about people that had had how to had a heart attack, you don't want that, not for the cryo spas, not for them? Not for cryotherapy, just because it does cause vasoconstriction. And and that's if someone's had, and, and we don't recommend it in pregnancy either, just because I don't okay. think we have good data on that in pregnancy. But just from the vasoconstriction, if someone's had a heart attack, uh, we, um, you know, we advise them not to use that. So is this a new thing? Is this the new wave? The cryo? They're pretty, it's, it's becoming pretty popular. So it's been around for a little while. Um, I, Optimize U has really uh, emphasized this as a great recovery method. So it's, uh, it's pretty popular. There are some other freestanding uh, cryotherapy businesses that are out there. Um, none really in our immediate area. So it's, uh, it's an interesting draw to the clinic. We have a lot of people that come in and, and enjoy using it. Well, the other you mentioned is full body because most of what I've seen, you know, goes to the net. So that's Correct. interesting. This I've uh, seen this, body. but this mm -hmm. one isn't. So, what's mm -hmm. the advantage of one over the other? Well, I just think you've got more surface area, uh, surface area of your skin to work with. So, and you just you get a greater effect from it. Okay, interesting. Well, I want to try it. Mm -hmm. Have then, you tried it yet? I haven't yet. Um, I know I have to go out and yeah. do all this. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the we other. stay young. That's true. Yes. Well, Robert, he's looking younger every I know. time. So yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, compression, compression. Uh, okay. Tell us about that as compression well. Compression therapy. Okay. Yeah. So compression therapy uh, is a great way to uh, increase blood flow and nutrients to certain parts of the body. Perfect example of that is our leg compression therapy. 
people come in, we've got uh, comfortable recliner type seats. Uh, you put these compression boots on your legs, for example, and it uses pneumatic pressure to increase blood flow to certain parts of the body. So this is something that's great post-workout. Let's say uh, somebody that's just gone for a run or someone that's just uh, had done leg day at the gym. It's a great recovery tool for them. Okay. I love all okay. these little neat things that we yeah. can do to yeah. feel better and yeah. look better. Yeah, true. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, over the years, we've always heard about women's health and, you know, all the great strides that are being, making, being made in that area. But it's honestly rewarding to see. I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's also rewarding to see the focus on men's health becoming more open yep. and discussed more. And you're kind of leading mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a leading factor in that for our area, for sure, because, you know, guys just don't do this. I mean, talk about stuff, you know, mm -hmm. deal with it like women do as easily. So I well, that I'll was a gentle up. way. Huh? That was a gentle way of saying that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the women do better about oh, yeah, discussing taking care and, of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And in mm -hmm. fact, isn't I saw something in one of your posts, and tell me if I'm wrong. Was there a, a, a um, like, trade, not trade show, but something in Nashville for men's health care recently? Were you there for something? Oh, that, uh, I was there. That was, um, that was the Nashville Men's Showcase, and that, that wasn't specifically for men's health. We were exhibitor there, uh, but that was... Uh, an event that was highlighting different businesses in the Nashville okay, okay. area yeah. that uh, had that tr traditionally marketed male stuff, whether that be craft beer, bourbon. Uh, oh, well, that's all, that's cigars, all part of it. Cars, <laughs> that's been our main health care before. Is that yeah? So, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, we had we had a men's health or we had the optimized booth there as a way to kind of help promote uh, attention to men's health. So okay, uh, men's health is something I'm I'm definitely passionate about. You know. Men, um, men tend in a, in a lot of ways to sort of suffer quietly. And you see that, and I see that in my uh, psychiatry practice and my addiction practice, men are less likely uh, to seek mental health care, for example, or treatment for addiction services. And I think the same is true for when it comes to treating uh, sexual health issues or treating even testosterone and uh, or, uh, hormone deficiencies. So, you know, men, sometimes we get in our own way and perhaps it's a sense of bravado or, you know, feeling like they don't need treatment. I don't, I don't know exactly what that is, but, um, you know, I think, um, you know, helping men realize that it, it's okay to speak up about mental health issues. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not feeling good, if you're, you know, gaining weight, having low sex drive, energy is not what it is, come get your hormone levels checked. I think some men, unfortunately, see that as perhaps uh, an insult for manhood yeah. if right. they have low testosterone levels. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is, you know, these hormones are naturally occurring in your body and they form a foundation for your physical health and your mental health. And over time, those hormones are depleted. So what we're doing is just we're replacing those hormones. They're bioidentical hormones. So it is literally the most natural thing you could put in your body. Kind of interestingly, we live in, um, I think, a, a world where, you know, people want only natural things. And you see these, you can't watch a sporting event without there being a commercial uh, interrupting about some type of uh, testosterone booster. And you've got, 
you know, images of some guy that's just ripped, you know, and take these supplements, you're going to boost your testosterone. And, uh, you know, I kind of laugh at that because it's, you know, quite obviously false advertising and those products will do very little, if anything, to boost your testosterone. So what I like to tell guys, come get your hormone levels checked. And if, you know, you could benefit from testosterone replacement therapy, it's probably one of the best things you could do. It's certainly the, the best way to raise your testosterone because you're actually adding bioidentical hormone uh, back into your system. So how do you take, is it a pill, a shot? And what is it when you replace yeah, hormones? That's a, that's a great question. So, okay. Um, so for men, uh, testosterone, uh, we you, you either offer injections or we offer creams. So I would say most of our guys opt for the injection. So it's uh, a really small injection that most people take uh, typically twice a week. And we do things a little bit differently than some, I think, of the older hormone clinics, but we promote sub-Q injections. Let's see if I can find the... So people kind of, they hear injections, and I think that kind of scares them sometimes. Uh -huh. But it's really just a very small insulin needle. So, and then what we do is we promote sub-Q injections. So it actually goes into your fat. And so we encourage people to pull up a little bit of love handle fat, and that's where it's the medications injected. And we know that that route of delivery has better uh, effects on your cholesterol. And I was just doing this. I was just showing that I have plenty of fat to inject. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you kind of want to do it on your side and your love handle. So we also offer creams. And uh, this is a lipoderm cream. It sounds probably kind of strange, but it is applied to the scrotum. And we tell everyone it has to be applied to clean, dry, shaven scrotum. And that is applied typically every day and uh, once or twice a day, kind of depending on someone's dose. There are pros and cons to both. Uh, they both can get your levels, uh, certainly at an optimal level. Uh, some people just might kind of prefer one or the other, uh, but uh, you know, twice a week versus something you have to apply every day. Uh, with the creams, there's a potential risk for transference. So, if uh, you could potentially transfer some hormones to your partner. So we kind of want to be careful about anybody that uh, may have a partner uh, that has, is pregnant. You don't want to do the uh, oh. creams in that way because you don't want to transfer hormones to your partner. So, so there are different reasons that we, or there are different ways in which we approach it. So if you do them twice a week, do you come to you to do them or do you let them take that home to do them? Okay, we uh, we let them take it home, so their okay. medications come to them in the in the mail. So oh. it's uh, very private, you know. It kind of avoids well, the local nice. pharmacy. So small towns, I think people appreciate that. Absolutely, so it comes to you discreetly in the mail, and we educate our clients on how to do that. Uh, we have occasionally someone that is uncomfortable with it at first, and we have we invite them to come back into the clinic and we show them how to administer it. But uh, most people are able to do it on their own without any problem. It's, it's really painless. And once they get the hang of it, there's really nothing to it. So once you start the hormone therapy, how long before you start to see or feel results? Yeah, good, good question. So uh, a lot of times people, once they start hormones, they, they want to feel great the next day. It's, the fact is it's a process. It does take some time. And for many people, that might take the form of a few months. Uh, we do like to encourage people to continue the therapy for several months. And uh, most people continue the therapy indefinitely. 
uh, because they feel so good on it that they want to continue it. Uh, you see um, benefits over time. Of course, uh, things that it helps with are your mood, uh, your energy, your sex drive, uh, improves your sleep, and uh, as well as your bone strength and muscle strength. So um, it, it can help with fat loss, which is one of the great things about it. And that has, you know, tremendous benefits as far as decreasing one's insulin resistance, obesity, chances for heart disease, stroke. So, and testosterone is one of uh, a few medications that's actually been shown uh, to prolong life expectancy. So it's really a great thing. And, um, you know, I think uh, as far as the benefits though go, uh, it may take a few months to see those. Okay. And for women, what are the different choices that women can have? Besides, okay. they wouldn't yeah, do they? So women, they don't get to rub it. I don't know. And you went there. Okay. So there are, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, treating men and women, so we uh, we look at a group group different groups of hormones. So we look at uh, metabolism, whether that be thyroid hormone. We look at that in men and women. Uh, when it comes to testosterone, a lot of women can benefit from testosterone. Women get the same benefits as men, improve muscle strength, uh, bone strength, uh, and metabolism, increasing uh, their moods and improving their sleep. So uh, women get the same benefits from it. Um, the route of delivery uh, could be different. We have women that do testosterone injections, and uh, there are... Um, that's probably the most common. Uh, oh. It kind of depends on what we're treating as far as women's hormones and what's going on. You know, for example, if uh, we have a female client with uh, PCOS, which is a, a common condition seen in females, uh, often we treat that with uh, uh, thyroid and progesterone. So it just kind of depends on what's going on. And, you know, also women, uh, I think where women can really benefit from our program is uh, in the perimenopausal phase. So uh, this is the period where uh, a woman is not yet fully menopausal. And if they have any symptoms at all, they're just kind of told that that's normal. So whether they're having hot flashes, um, trouble sleeping. Uh, I see you laughing there. Did I, uh, <laughs> did I... <laughs> well, let me, let me just enter. Uh, Say something here. I appreciate the fact okay. you said the route of delivery. That was so much more professional. Yeah. You know what? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. I was I was distracted by you chuckling. I was wondering what uh, what it was. So. <laughs> Where were you laughing? So Paul, the producer over here, keeps trying <laughs> to feed me with questions that no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you, can, you, can ask, you can ask me anything. Uh, so I, so me. for women, are, are there shots for them? Or are there pills for them, cream, same thing as for uh, men? It, it just kind of depends on the hormone. Yes, okay. uh, testosterone you can get in different forms. Um, a lot of the other hormones that we use are in pill form, whether that's thyroid, progesterone, or estradiol. So uh, a big emphasis, or one of the things we really like to emphasize in treating women's hormones is, especially in the postmenopausal phase, uh, where women are depleted from estrogen or estradiol. And with that, you have osteoporosis, uh, you have uh, some changes um, intimately 
that I think are a lot of are unwanted or at least uncomfortable. So uh, I think it's in the postmenopausal phase, it, estradiol is a great option for uh, improving jo enjoyment in life and overall uh, health outcomes in life. And when it comes to women's hormones, um, all hormones in general, I would say, are, people don't really know what to think about it. Like, is that safe? Is that a good thing? Mm -hmm. Is that a bad thing? And uh, the hormones of yesteryear are the ones that sort of give hormone therapy a bad rap. For example, um, uh, the hormones Premarin, uh, Provera, we know that those hormones were harmful. Uh, but unfortunately, the studies uh, are, that are, were done 20 years ago uh, are sort of perpetuated today. And the key thing is that people really have to understand the difference between synthetic hormones and bioidentical hormones. So uh, that we know that bioidentical hormones are safe. We know that the synthetic ones, there was there is an increased risk for, uh, let's say, heart attack and stroke. So uh, may go, this may be way too much detail for you. No, I like this it. All kinda, this uh, kind of goes back to uh, the WHI trial, which, is a, which, which was a long time ago. And this was a very large trial that showed uh, the studying hormone safety. And what they found in that trial, and this often gets cited in the news and so forth, was that uh, people who took hormones uh, were more likely to have uh, heart attacks and stroke, for example. And, but what the people in that study already had significant risk factors such as oh. uh, diabetes, heart disease, and most people in the study lived. But now, uh, so, you know, I think that, that so it just kind of gets perpetuated over time. People think, well, this isn't safe. Now, um, we, do, we do know that the bioidentical hormones are safe. You know, we still have to be cautious with some things. Uh, but we know that there is much improved safety profile over the drugs that are available today. So, so go ahead. For, for hormones, when's the optimal time that a, a man or a woman should start thinking about replacing their hormones or adding? Okay. Or adding? Or whatever. And I don't whatever have a good age to tell you about that. Yeah. Okay. Because everybody's different. And, you know, for example, and some men will have um, men have symptoms of low testosterone, you know, fairly early, maybe they're late 20s, 30s, oh. I would say on average, most are 40s, 50s, 60s, that look in look into that. Uh, and women it's quite a bit different, because you can have, uh, you know, kind of depending on whether, uh, you know, they're premenopausal, if they are uh, perimenopausal or postmenopausal, or if it's something else altogether. So it's hard to say specifically on the ages. So what I usually say if, if people feel, if they're not feeling as good uh, as they used to, if you look at over the past five years and think, you know, I, uh, my energy isn't what it is, what it used to be. My sex drive isn't what it used to be. I'm gaining weight and no matter what I do, I can't get it off. Well, then it's probably worthwhile to come in, get your hormones, hormone levels checked and we go from there. Okay, and then going back to the synthetic uh, mm -hmm. drugs, so we really should be, that should be one of our first questions we ask a health provider, is it synthetic? Because if it's synthetic, mm -hmm. then we don't want it, right? Or is that true? Well, or do they still offer synthetic? I don't know. That's why oh. I was, yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I do occasionally hear, hear of that. Oh. Uh, Premarin, for example, I'll give you an example. It's, uh, it actually is derived from horse urine. This is a, a, a female uh, hormone, uh, estrogen derivative. So there are... 
something like 40 other hormones that are present in horses that are not present in humans. You don't want to be taking those. Really? And so, uh, so you really want the bioidentical hormone uh, estradiol instead of uh, yeah, the synthetic estrogens. So, and then in men, the testosterone is, is bioidentical. Wow. A lot of things to think mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so when you, you know, decide, think, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to kind of a, a sidebar here, but, you know, I think, I think that's really interesting is that, uh, especially when we look at testosterone levels, we know that globally testosterone levels are declining and with that uh, sperm counts are declining. So we're seeing an increase in male infertility. Uh, I think it's something in the past 40 years, uh, there's been a 60% reduction in testosterone. And there's lots of different theories as to why that is. So, you know, why is it that men today have lower testosterone levels? And uh, what we're increasingly looking, looking at are what we call endocrine disruptors. So these are environmental chemicals that are pervasive uh, throughout oh, our, our, our societies. For yeah, so plastics, for example, uh, pesticides, these are things that are thought to interrupt our natural hormone production. So it's really very interesting that, you know, in the past 40 years or so, we've seen a dramatic drop in testosterone levels. That's interesting. All this is so interesting. It is. It I is. can listen for hours. Keep going. Well, I, <laughs> that's why I wanted Robert on because he's dealing with health, men's health issues and, yeah. of course, women yeah. too. But still, it's it's getting that discussion started. That's right. When you opened your company and your Optimize You and Murray, obviously you knew it was going to do well or you wouldn't have believed it or you wouldn't have done it. How has the response been? Because that's kind of a, in a way, a forward thinking company for that area. Mm -hmm. That makes mm -hmm. sense? Uh, absolutely. Well, we've, it's been very well received. We've yeah. had uh, a lot of success off the bat. We've just been open five months and wow. are very pleased with uh, the number of people that have come in. Um, I think, um, I think increasingly people are looking for something else to take control of their health. And I think, I, I'm not sure if COVID's really played a role in this or not, but I do think it's affected how uh, care is delivered and how patients receive care. I think, unfortunately, there's been a lot of mistrust in the medical community as it relates, uh, you know, as a result of COVID. And also COVID was terrible for our mental health as well as our physical health. But I think increasingly people are wanting to take charge of their own health. And I think that's a great thing about our company is you know, people can come in and uh, they can be very much involved with what you know, that their goals and what, you know, tell us what you know, they want to see happen, whether that's uh, losing weight, uh, uh, you know, improving their sex drive, energy, so forth. So, uh, you know, a neat thing about our clinic is, uh, again, being concierge membership style uh, program is that, you know, we do eliminate the insurance companies because unfortunately uh, they really don't have the best interest of the patient at heart and often dictate what types of services can be provided and very much limits uh, what types of services a patient can receive. So we love that we've, you know, we've really restored what I think is the uh, patient provider relationship and really put the patient back at the focus of the, of the treatment plan, which is how it should be.
Yeah, he gives it back to us. We get the driver's mm -hmm. seat to kind right. of. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. I like exactly. that. Man, this That's has been interesting. Thing said all day. Well, Thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to have him back. We will. We will. Oh, Robert, he's got great things ahead. There's no doubt. I mean, he's a sharp young man and such a great future in so many areas, and he's accomplished so much as it is. So, yeah. But we thank you so well, much for you. being on with us today. So give people your website again, your information to contact you, and um, sure. let them know how to yeah. do that. So our website is optimizeyounow.com. Uh, my email is robert.howard at optimizeyounow.com. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone that's interested in joining our team, please reach out to me. Our clinics are constantly uh, expanding and hope, we're hoping to open several new clinics this year. Uh, so especially if there's any nurse practitioners or physicians assistants that want to be a part of an exciting team, don't hesitate to reach out. We were thinking Panama City Beach would be a fantastic location. I think, I think, I think it would be, uh, <laughs> I think it'd be a great a great location and a good excuse to come down and see you guys. That's well, there you go. Good. So we'll work, we'll work that out there. All right. Well, thank you again. And that is another episode of Lux Life Discovered. We thank you for joining us today and we will see you soon. Thanks. Check out Lux Life Discovered on Facebook and Instagram and on 30a.tv. See you next time on Lux Life Discovered.